re 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 ready check monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though that's right monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though that's right monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though i said monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rewriters Room. We are the men with the pen. I am one third of our illustrious trio, Armand Sada, the John Cena of journalism, the Brock Lesnar of broadcasting, the Roman Reigns of rhetoric, and the Paul Heyman of podcasting. You know, as always, I'm not here alone. My two melanated, hydrated, elevated brothers in potting are here. CC, how you feeling, my brother? Hey, what's good? It's CC, the best producer and rapper in the whole wide world. God would body because I consume healthy products and do towel curls, benevolent servant to the earth and philanthropist. And every phrase that I say is a gem like amethyst. You could put any nigga next to me. Women going to look at him like, who the fuck man, is this? I may talk a lot, but I only got one thing to say. Love yourself. Keep going. You are the world. So give all you can. Take care of your body, your people and your land. Where the fuck my nigga Chad? Um... In the words of our fallen brother Kanye West, uh, I make Black History every day. I don't need a month. Um, shout out to Wesley becoming the longest reigning North American champion. I, I again, I've said it many times. I was not a believer at first, bro, but I got to give you credit where credit is due. Outlasted Gargano, outlasted Cole, outlasted Ricochet, outlasted all all my sons, all my, all my faves. You outlasted them all with that NA title, bro. I got to give you respect, bro. That's all I gotta say for the mid car mafia, bro. We all got you, we like to hand out our flowers during. You know, we don't like to wait like some other divisions do to hand out their flowers. So we like to say, hey man, shout out to you. What uh what uh divisions were you firing straight bullets at right there? I'm just saying, like, there's often I if you if you counted how often people are called main eventers versus the number of main events said person was in, it's not always it's, the math doesn't always math when you like all of a sudden everybody retires and it's like oh he's a main event guy it's like was he when he was here was he a main event guy or is he main event guy because he's been gone for a while yeah. you see that sometimes I mean and, and 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 on another note or whatever uh especially when it comes to especially when it comes to wrestling consistency is something that absolutely matters a lot of niggas like to you know. Uh, people draw back to different eras, ruthless aggression, attitude era, different shit or whatever. But it's like you trying to like what you really remembering. It's like three months or whatever. You know what I mean? You exactly. remember in like a short period of time. And Channing, what you said to speak with what you said earlier, uh, same thing. I wasn't a believer. I looked at bro. I was like the first time I saw bro, I was like, bro, your swag meter is kind of negative right now. I'm going <laughs> to need you to step it up. And then looking at him now, you could see it in his face when he come out. He's like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to be here. I know I'm supposed to be here. And to be honest with you, his swag meter still, I don't even think it's on 50%. So that just lets you know how crazy he could actually go. I believe in this kid. I want to see him do well. Uh, black actors, man. Black actors. That's <laughs> Channing, you raised, a really, you raised a really good point. I've always thought about how, and sometimes not even after someone's career, but during, like, while they're an active wrestler, like, a lot of these wrestlers kind of, and I, I guess it's just how WWE, like, 
like presentation goes where they obviously have to like put people over but like a lot of wrestlers begin called like yo he's one of the best in-ring talents ever <laughs> like, like, like you you like you hear it about finn Balor, yeah. you hear about that you hear it about ali but then you hear it about cesaro like you hear about a lot of different niggas it's like all right not everyone can be one of the best in ring and granted like yeah. the talent level is high it's a lot of talented niggas i'm like all right like we got to come up with some different like <laughs> some different compliments <laughs> it's like how many premier guys in the industry can there be at one given time like it just feels like every match oh he's one of the premier guys it'll be like otis and it's like i hear you but like <laughs> let's be for real like somebody's some some dudes are just solid bro like yeah. just solid wrestlers who they have their fan base is cool but yeah it's like like you said that's how the money's made you got to bubble people up and bring them back down so yeah for sure speaking speaking of money and bubbling we want to plug our patreon patreon.com backslash the a show rnc where you can get access early access to episodes of the a show the war report rewriters room meals just dropped an episode of retro diaries kwan joined him they're talking about 1999 so you want to jump in because the episode is fine and divine and right on time of course you have opportunity to, to drop hot takes to comment on things the a show just did uh, office hours where they took submissions so the next time they do that you want to be able to submit things to the a show office hours submission thingamajig so make sure that you are part of the patreon it's not expensive. I mean, if you want to spend more, you get more. You know what I'm saying? It's it's life. You 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 get out of it what you put into it. So if there's any network to put money into, these 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 black creators who are who are trying to put on for y'all. But we're gonna jump into our pre right now. Um, so for those who uh, are not Patreon subscribers, you missed out on a very fun championship theme before we write trivia segment, and that'll make a little more sense when we get into our rewrite but pre-write time let's let's get to it so i'll, I'll start actually this week um there, there there's a drake line from zero to 100 where he says i'll, I'll do it for you niggas and I'll, I'll do it for myself and it perfectly describes what's going on with the bloodline right now we saw roman reigns return to smackdown uh what was it last week was it last mm-hmm. week or, or was it this week yeah last week this is out yeah. last week last week yes um and he declared that him and Solo Sokoa will take on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Um, and he, you know, had a legendary promo. Slander and the Usos getting upset that they dedicated a tag team title match to him when he's not even a tag team competitor. We literally have legendary tag teams in our family. You dedicated a match to me and then you lost. And you know, I it, it was it was rumored that you know Roman and Solo were going to take on Sammy and KO, and then you get there and you get the announcement, and you know it's like, and I, I thought it was genius that they had Roman dedicate the match to Afa and Sika because if he happens to lose, there's a situation where maybe the the, the, the like older people in the family are like well, you're dedicating matches to us and you lost. Like, do you really have control over the blood? Like, there's so many different directions they can go with this. But I think the scariest thing for me is I had to have the thought, what if this nigga Roman wins his tag team title? <laughs> you should have it. Have that thought. Sit with it for a while. Because it might. What? what if, and this is like, obviously, storyline's sake, it's like, no, the Usos are going to get involved, think that they're helping, and they're going to fuck it up. I don't know if it's Roman who's going to take the pin or Solo, probably going to be Solo who ends up taking the pin, but it's just like, there have been, so, and we've talked about this so many times, there have been so many times where we're like, no, it would make sense, but Roman's going to lose this, this is how it's going to happen, it's, it, it's done, he's going to get pinned, and then this nigga comes out on top, he figures it out. I, the, 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 the whole 
you know, Joe, I, I, the, the whole Samoan family has a lot more relatives, so someone could pop out and help them. But, like, yeah. somehow, some way, <laughs> Roman could find a way to win this match. And it's terrifying for me, but it's also, like, like either way, it works. It's, it's kind of like I described before. Like, the Usos get involved, they lose, and then you see Roman Solo versus Usos. But Roman and Solo could win, and then it'd be like, yo, why do we need John the family when, when we could win these tag team titles by ourselves? And the, the visual of Roman with four titles is is like i'm really interested in how they're gonna figure that out because i don't see him doing the sammy zane where he wears two and then holds two like they, they they're gonna have to either unify the the um the universal and the wwe into one or they're gonna have to unify the tag team titles into one but i don't think they're gonna do so i'm just interested in that visual but with that visual comes roman reigns holding tag team titles like it, it's it, it <sighs> And I, and I'm really annoyed that I have to have this fear that this nigga could really do it. But Roman Reigns has proven like the these are the types of things that, that you have to worry about. So I think and this is the just the like strict purely animal visual person in me. If the tiles weren't both red and blue, I think they might do it because it would really, really like imagine if he had like the WWE title, the World Heavyweight Championship. Then like the World Tag Team Championships and the WWE Tag Team Championships. So all gold belts, but they all look just different. That'd be so hard. Like that'd be, be such a cool picture. But the picture of like the, the red and blue tag belts with the red blue universal, but I don't think that actually looks as cool as like it's too much blue. It's like, too much it's, color. It's, it looks too power rangy. Yeah. It's <laughs> like it's just not as cool. And so yeah, I don't think they'll do it just for that. Cause it's like it actually I don't think would look as cool as you'd want it to, unless the belts were like actually like black and gold like they used to be because it's like at certain points like so we're gonna have you know a red like two blue belts and two red belts like <laughs> that's that what we're going to it's just too much to me. yeah i mean bro at this point anything can happen man i'm sorry i don't i've lost like i've lost all doubt when it comes to this nigga bro but at the same time um i think is. It's what are the, like so if you look at the story, um, it's funny because like right now, uh, Roman's in a position where it's just like you know I you know I'm doing all this winning, y'all losing. It's like he clowning the Usos or whatever. So if you looking at like how to tell this story, it's like he's clowning the Usos for like losing. So like for me, I'm just like okay, well now they have to lose because now and then Sammy like I think that Sammy also said something that was really really key in telling the story too which was he was saying that y'all not better than the usos so if uh roman ends up losing this uh roman and uh, solo end up losing this especially after they had that little shoulder bump and yep. roman made that face or whatever um then you have this thing where it's just like you know jay jimmy especially jimmy whatever and be like bro who is you talking to because you lost too like mm -hmm. don't don't talk to me so like and i think I think that's like the way to go with it. But I mean, I don't know. Like there's just, uh, you know, like when you playing 2K23, you just make crazy shit happen. It's just like there's a part of me where it's just like, bro, what if this nigga literally has four titles? <laughs> I'll tell you this, though. I'll put it to you this way. If this match was a handicap match with Roman versus Kevin and Sammy, he will be getting them titles. The only reason I think he will lose the match is because Solo is in the match. Like, if Solo can eat a pin and Roman can be like, now nah, you're failing me too. Like, but, but if it was no way of getting around Roman eating that pin, there's no way they're letting, like, Sami Zayn pin Roman. Like, I just, that I don't see happening. 
And so, like, I think it's definitely going to be solo eating something and, like, that be causing more friction. And then, you know, you go from there. I, I think that um, you mentioned Jimmy. I think it's been underappreciated how great he's been these last few weeks. Like, Jay was the one who they were regularly saying best supporting actor, best supporting actor. But the shit with Jimmy where like Jimmy doesn't want to apologize and then like Roman mushes him. And then like Jimmy this past week where he's like, yo, like we had a plan, all this shit. And like, because you remember, you think back to when Jimmy returned, he, he wasn't trying to get down with, with, with the bloodline. Like he really did it for Jay. And then over time he, he kind of became a bit more servile. But then when the shit with Sammy was happening, like Roman was at a point where he's like, yo, like I'm going to blame Jimmy. Like you, you've seen their relationship fracture, around the time where Jay seemed like he wasn't fully, you know, in everything. So it's like, there, there's so many like different t- threads and twists and turns within this. And uh, so I'm really interested in seeing, cause you know, everyone's saying like Jay, you know, Jay has to turn, Jay has to beat Roman for the title, whatever, but now, but you know, like there, there, there's a world where like Jimmy could kind of b- b- be the one who turned. No, not, not, not either of them winning the titles. Yeah. Saying, like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Jay, <laughs> no, absolutely no not. Ew, ew. No, gross. But like, but I'm, I'm down saying, since like, day one is too, but come on, be serious. Yeah, no, nah, clipped. But, um, <laughs> but Jimmy kind of just really getting tired of Roman shit when he wasn't trying to get down in the first place. Like he saw how Jay was treated. So I don't know. Like now it's got me looking at Jimmy and it's also got me looking at Solo. Like, that like bump was weird too because him and Solo haven't really had any friction, and uh, obviously Roman was just trying to rush out, so it wasn't anything that was like it didn't seem intentional or like with malice. But the way Solo looked at him, I was like, oh, oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, this is blood. They 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 found ways to continue to make it interesting for as long as it's gone, for as ready as we were for it to be done. They continue to make it good, so I I, I can't complain. And uh, just a real quick side note uh, for certain people talking about, you know, like the wrong decision was made at WrestleMania. And then and they'll say that every, you know, the last what is it like 20 pay-per-views at this point that the wrong decision was made or whatever. It's just like you still feel the way. And when's the last time that you've been able for two, three years in a row to feel a way about the same thing rather than every three months you got a new thing. So think about that. Just wanted to put that out there. That's facts. But um, Cece, what, what you got for us? Um, so my thing, um, just real quick, I noticed this. I, I mean, obviously, you know, you notice it time to time or whatever, but it's been like a consistent thing I've been noticing for like the last maybe like month or so. Um, because when it hits, it really fucking hits. So like you you really notice it then, and when it don't because you've noticed it when it hits in the same show or whatever, like you really notice how it doesn't bro. Um, what are we doing with this music? My boy for the entrances, like, what are we doing? Like we got, we got the, the Cody. Whoa. We got the Seth Rollins. Like, Oh, oh, we got the Sammy. Let's go. You know, Roman got his thing or whatever. After that, my boy, you got a drop off. Like, and the thing is, is like, I understand, like, you know, you got a you got a jobber or whatever. They don't need, you know, give me crazy music or whatever. But y'all got people. And I'm sorry if this is some of y'all faves. And y'all don't feel the same, but it is what it is to me or whatever. Y'all got people who are new talent. Who are y'all trying to put over or whatever? Here, take for perfect uh, instance, Raquel, uh, Raquel uh, Rodriguez or whatever, for example, Raquel or whatever. Right. 
she's supposed to, you know, look at like, you know, they always talk about how dominant she is or whatever. She's, you know, big dominant person, whatever. Where's her, where's her crazy music? Like outside of like the judgment day, as far as like new people and I'm excluding Finn in that or whatever, y'all don't really got new people who like got music that's get you excited about seeing them for the next however many years or even them coming up right now. You know what I mean? Like, bro, the Miz got better music than half of these niggas, bro. <laughs> like, what's going, what's going on? So my thing is just, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I just, it'd be certain times where, like people will be coming out and I like the person, but I'm not excited at all because for the time that they came out and walk into the ring, I'm like, bro, this shit do not slap. Like, I don't know how y'all feel about that. No, I hear what you're saying. I think to your point, the people it really hurts is people like Ricochet. Yes. Where it's like he doesn't have the personal charisma, but if he had like a banger entrance, like it just came in hard, it would like boost him like 10%. And so there's people like that who like, you know, like Bianca Belair has the charisma, but then she also has a fire entrance, you know what I'm saying? But then there's some people like, you know, Dana Brooke, where it's like she got generic music number four. And it's like how she's already not doing herself any favors. At least give her some cool music. At least like give her something to look like. Even who was it? Io Shirai, Io Sky. When she first came out, I didn't know anything about her. I knew she was like a big deal, but I didn't know anything about her. You hear that interest music for the first time, you're like, oh, yeah, she's hard. Like that, it don't matter what she does in ring, like her interest music is fire. And there's just sometimes it's like, they, I think they've gone away from like the scripted song, like the songs with words in them. And I think that kind of hurts because I feel like growing up, we had interest music that had a bunch of words in it. And you would like know the words and they had like the videos of the characters. They just don't really do that anymore. So there's just kind of a, lesser value interested in general but i definitely think yeah for like newer talent like you know tomaso Ciampa, when they like especially when they have fire music and then they change it it's like that's the worst like gargano's music was fire and they just like herbed it and it's like uh like that's always where it's bad where it's like i'm part of the whole thing was the you know this rebel heart that that interest now you made it kind of like this poppy thing it's like it's not what i wanted and i think that just hurts newer talent especially yeah, no, nah, I I get what you're saying. Obviously, there are like rights issues, and you know the people who create the music like there's problems there. So I think they do the best they can. But I agree, like like Raquel, it would make sense for her to have more like dominant type music. But they're pushing her as a face. They're pushing that she's Latina, so you know the music she has makes sense in that regard. I, I don't really care for it. Like it's like you know she's cool. I fuck with her. But yeah, I mean you know I, I think that's just something that will always be something that you'll enjoy. Like certain wrestlers just have those iconic themes mm-hmm. um, and, and they match it like edge, man. It's just, it, it goes without saying like edge, like you just, like he, <laughs> there's just nothing to say. Like Ed, edge is who he is. And then, or like think Rand, about Tri- Randy Orton, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Triple, Triple H, H has two multiple themes. bangers, like has <laughs> multiple theme songs. From he has DX. like three or four, bro. Yeah, he has like the Motorhead ones to like the early Triple H. He has multiple like my time theme songs, but it's like, how does he have so many? And I can't get one like super fire Bobby Lashley entrance, bro. I can't get one. But Triple H has Bobby's like entrance five. is good. Bobby's it's good, cool. and like I don't, I don't even fuck with him, so I, I hate to give him compliments. But Bobby's but, interest is cool. But it's like Bobby's just is cool. Brock Lesnar's interest is hard. Like Brock Lesnar's mm. has no basis that beat something about it. It's just hard, bro. It's like there's no one else coming with like fire like that. That's what I'm saying. And here's the reason why uh, I specifically talked about new talent or whatever, because it's not just new. T- you're not just trying to get new talent over with people who already watch wrestling. 
when you're trying to get new talent over, you're also trying to get new talent over with new new uh viewers or whatever. Like I wrote my girl to it. I think it was that was her first WWE show when we was out here or whatever. It was her first WWE show. So for some of those people, when they were coming out, that first 15, 30 seconds, that's the first impression that she has of them coming out. And it's like you when you have the opportunity, like when you can make a first impression and set that that standard, then it can change from there. It's harder to get somebody to fuck with you after they already don't fuck with you than it is to turn people against other people, whatever. See, like just for example, look at music and the people who are popular in it. <laughs> like niggas put out great songs and then like, oh, he beat a woman. I don't matter. I'm still dancing. Like, you know what I mean? Like because they got that impression. Like, you know what I mean? Like. It's just one of those things where it's just, you know, this is simple marketing type shit or whatever. It's just like you have the opportunity. And then the other reason why I think it stands out to me, especially in this day and time, is because as somebody who does like fuck around with music or whatever, there's never been a time where it's been so fucking easy to make something that's catchy. Like there's never been a time ever in history where it's so easy to make music that can just kind of like get there and hit. We see this because we see niggas who don't even make music have great songs. So I'm like, bro, if a fucking influencer could have some shit that bang, I just watched this a five-year-old on stage and she was moving the entire crowd, including me watching that shit on video or whatever. <laughs> she had maybe her lyrics maybe contained maybe 30 words tops. I was jamming to that shit. So it's just like, you know, for me, I'm just like, bro, step it up, bro. Come on, step. Cause and the only reason why I pointed that part out is because I feel like the rest of the presentation is really, really consistent. It's just that one part and that and it's to me, it's a really big part. It's that moment, like where you're going from them. It's people just talking. The crowd just kind of sitting there. The commentators are talking or whatever. The crowd just sitting there, and then boom, somebody's about to come out. You got to catch people in that moment. No, for sure, for sure, I 100 agree. And I think like there's no, there's nothing more telling. When I went to the Raw at Barclays, I think that was October, uh, the weekend of Extreme Rules. It was me, my, my boy Andrew, another one of our boys, and then uh, like three girls. Seth Rollins theme, the, the, the girls were singing it immediately. Like they like they, they figured it out. They were on it immediately. And I I don't think they were really hip to the fact that like that's the thing. Everyone sings that theme. And so I think, yeah, like that's that's definitely the difference between like having a banger that casuals can fuck with and not necessarily having anything. Like, like you know whose theme I actually like? I actually like Mustafa Ali's theme. But you know, like he's he's who he is. So <laughs> And then, and there's also nothing to really sing in it. Like it's yeah. it's just it's just a beat, but yeah. like, yeah. and that's the thing too. Like what you said, like even like if you like the thing, but then the person's not there. Like there's a way to like match even if the person has something. There was a way, like you know, this is not necessarily a banger that they have or whatever, but it's very very recognizable. Or whatever, like if you go back, you know, when I'm watching, like I'm watching like '99 Raw, almost 2000 or whatever. When Gold Dust comes out, as soon as it hits that. <laughs> And then it just has like the sparkling sound or whatever. Like there's a uniqueness to you just know that, right. like, you know what I mean? There's just a, you know, because there's there's times if I'm not looking at the TV and they playing certain niggas music, I don't even know who's coming out, fam. It That's just sounds true. so generic that I'm just like, I could you could that could literally be anybody. Yeah. You don't even have to go as far back to Gold Dust. And again, I said it as a stand. Like this, that's the whole Bray Wyatt thing is that Bray Wyatt just has fire entrances. Like, his matches don't ever beat that fire. But Bray Wyatt has cool promos and fire entrances, bro, especially surprise returns. And, like, that's on a certain level, like, 
and that's the pageantry. Like that's all you need. If you can just be all right, but you just like you said, as soon as you with the cell phones, I remember what that first like live W show I went to was like a super super cage or whatever in Cincinnati. Bray Wyatt had a steel cage match, bro. Every single person in the crowd, whether you liked Bray Wyatt or not, like afterwards, everyone was not cheering for him. But when that entrance hits, everyone takes their phone out, bro. Everyone, because that is cool. And that's part of wrestling is that, like, it's just cool when the music hits, bro. It's just cool to see him walking with that lantern. Like, there's, there's, it's like that little kid in you is just like, man, that's cool. And so, yeah, entrances are a big part. We can, you can act like it's not, and like, it's all this is real sports. And yeah, okay, the entrances are cool. Like, that's why we watch the big. Uh, Chan, what you got for us, pre write wise? Uh, speaking of presentation, um, mine isn't super long, but you know, there's rumors that they're gonna be redoing the women's belts, rumors that they're gonna be unifying tag belt into some sort of mid card belt. We're getting the new world heavyweight championship belt, and I maybe I'm in the minority, but I think the belts needed a refresh. I think they like kind of painted themselves into the corner with like the branded belts thing, and I get it, like it sells, it's like cool toys and stuff. But I do think it did kind of like it would make for those they'd have to do those like handoffs where it's like, oh, the raw tag team championship gives the belt to the SmackDown tag team championships. And it's like, okay, I think that was cool for a time, but I think they should just go back to just different name belts and like just make them look different. Like I don't think belts have to look the same forever. Like belts change. And especially like if you're making improvements to them, like I'm all in favor of it. Like I don't think belts need to just be static and just be like, well, we can't change it. They just change it. It's like, so what? You know what belt it is. Like people complain about that IC title for how long? And now does anyone talk about it? Does anyone be like, you know what? Gunther is amazing, but that black belt, mm, I hate it. Like no one says that. Like no one cares. And so I think if they're going to try new belts, I'm all for it. Just like give us something new. Like I just think the belts, it's kind of like prom dresses or like wedding dresses. They should just reflect the time. Like, you shouldn't be trying to be like, yeah, I want to wear a, a prom tux that's going to look cool forever. Like, no, wear the corny white one. Like, just wear whatever was popping at your time. So, like, if the belts need to just be, like, look very 2023, I'm with that. Like, I don't need the belts to age well. I don't want them to look cool for right now. So, I'm just all in favor of, like, making the product look better. Like, any way you can just tweak the presentation to make it 5% better, I'm all for it, you know? Also, from a, like, um, two things. From a business standpoint – you open up the possibility of um, because like you they sell um, replica and like fake belts or whatever like that. So you open up the possibility of people being able to customize like different things to a, you know, a certain certain degree if you only allow certain customization. And then two, that's a storyline thing. Do y'all remember how many niggas wanted to get the belt off of John Cena just because of what he did to the belt? Nope. Like y'all remember like what like you know Stone Stone Cold had a storyline where it was just like. Vince McMahon got the like you know had, uh, got the belt off him or it was like some weird shit or whatever. He had his own version of the belt and yeah. Vince McMahon didn't like that shit. Had a new version and Stone Cold whole thing was it was damn near like he didn't even want to be champion. He just wanted like his belt, like you know what I mean. So like that's another added thing that you could do. And when you think about wrestling or whatever, it's been so much shit that's done. Or whatever, why not give yourself more parameters on which to play with so that you can have different storylines? So yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. And, like, think how ugly the hardcore title used to look. Like, let's <laughs> not be so precious. Like, it's just fine. Like, you survived. Like, them, some of these old belts used to be ugly, and it's okay. Like, every bell is not going to hit, but we just get through it. That's what we do as wrestling fans. You have a bad gimmick, you get through it, you act like it never happened. It's okay. Like, we don't talk about Batista's first gimmick. We just don't talk about it. We don't talk. 
We don't talk about John Cena's first look. We simply we talk about the Kurt Angle thing, and then we go right to the Doctor of Thugonomics. We don't talk about anything else. Like we just talk about the stuff we like. Yeah, pro- prototype. <laughs> um, Spike yeah, hair, man. Hey, man. Hey, you know, trying shit. But I, 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 honestly, with the belts, the funniest thing is like Bianca is on SmackDown with the Raw Women's title. Still, Rhea is on Raw with the SmackDown Women's title. Stupid. Still, she, she was on Raw. Went to SmackDown to win the title from Charlotte, was on SmackDown, and then Judgment Day got drafted back to Raw. <laughs> and you know, I, I people don't want them to do the handoff thing, like so. I I don't know what they're gonna do. I know that there's been rumors that they might change the titles, you know, give them like non-branded names, like whatever the case. I just find it really funny, and like the fact <laughs> that it's it, it's a topic of conversation every week, and every week, I, I, I think that they know it, but it's also just like. Whenever they've done drafts and they've said, oh, brand exclusive, blah, 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 they've never stuck to it. So I, I expected some wrinkles to happen. Like Sammy and KO are the undisputed tag team champions. They, they're technically on both shows. They get drafted to Raw, but they're on SmackDown. Paul Heyman walks into Raw with, with, with a visitor's badge. He's just there. Yeah. He's not there with the Usos. He's not there with Solo. He's not there with Roman. He's just there doing his own shit. Like, um, it, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, it, it, yeah, it's not that serious to me, but I am interested in seeing what they do. And honestly, I think, like, the the, the branded titles have definitely run their course. Like, yo, me, exactly. me, when I was a kid, I fucked with the World Tag Team title. I fucked with the WWE Tag Team title. Exactly. For, for, for the women, yeah, you, you can't bring back divas. So, like, they're going <laughs> to have to figure something out. They, they could do, like, women's universal and women's. Did they say heavyweight? Yeah, something like that. It could be it could so be funny that, like that that Bianca is on SmackDown with that red ass title. Red belt. It looks silly. <laughs> it's, that's what I'm saying, bro. It just looks silly. It's just like you've painted yourself into a corner. You got to just give it up, bro. Time is yeah. done. Um, let's jump into this free right, though. Cece, you, you, you got a question here for us. What's what's up? Yeah, so um, I was I was just looking at stuff like, you know, uh. They kind of, you know, after they did the the draft stuff, it's very clear that after getting the titles off at Usos, um, even with, you know, Raquel and Liv, what they were doing with them and what they were about to do um, with stuff, you know, you put Ronda in the tag team, it's very clear what you're saying is we want the tag team uh, picture to be serious. Same thing with the the guys or whatever. But a question has started to pop up because, you know, people are always saying at different moments, like, oh, this is going to happen or I want this person to do blah, blah, blah. So I'm just asking y'all, like, do you think there's any male tag teams that should have one or both of the superstars involved going solo runs? And we know that people have been talking about Tez going on stuff. And, you know, I I myself has been looking at Chad Gable like, hey, we might have to get this nigga a little, you know what I mean? But um, so that's the first question. And then the second question is, um, on the other side of that, which superstars, this would be women or men, do you think would be better off in a tag team that are solo right now? So first question, do you think anybody should go solo? And then the second question is, do you think anybody solo who you'd be like, hey, bro, you might have to go ahead and just 50-50 that thing? Uh, I definitely think, yeah, everyone says Montez, and of course, which we all see it. I think one that's kind of sneaky is Santos Escobar. Like, I think Rey Mysterio is not obviously, like, dead weight, but it's like Rey Mysterio gives you a ceiling. And for someone who needs the buoy, that's very helpful. Like, Dominic, that helped him a lot being with Rey. 
But like Santos, after like a couple matches, you already see that like he he doesn't really need Ray. And it's cool and it's like a dope story. But you like us, us real, us real you know, legato heads, the ones who know the, you know, it's kind of like Hydra going within Shield. It's like the legato is not dead. They know that the real fire is going to be when he turns on Ray and reforms like Legato and goes full heel like Cartel Boss because that's the coolest Santos. And like that's the kind of thing where it's like it's not a bad part of the story that like he needs this baby face run. He's getting so over. He's doing so good. But it's only going to make it so much sweeter when he does end up going solo and going heel and like really because he's such a fire wrestler, has such a cool character, great look, great moveset. It's just like the tag team division is almost like it's like if he was tagging with someone else, maybe, but I think Ray Mysterio kind of just is like, it's like, it's just always going to be a solid, like A minus B plus it's, but you're never going to get like an A plus with Ray in a match. Cause it's always going to end in the six one nine. It's always got to end in like the same kind of three beats. And so like once Santos can get out of that thing and be his own man, I think you're really going to see something special on, you know, the WWE networks. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think that would be fire. Um, honestly, Montez, Chad, Santos. I don't I don't know of anyone else who I think should go on a solo run. I think a lot of the tag teams make sense. You look at Viking Raiders, like they they are they're definitely better together. I do really fuck you know with them. Ivar. You don't know Ivar solo run, bro. I mean, I, I do I do I, I actually do really fuck with them like as individuals, but as a tag team, they just make more sense. So like yeah, I, I just don't see how that would work. But the, I there's really nobody else. I'm trying to think of all the tag teams there are right now. Um, uh, only tag team I would say is um, and this is maybe like just because I don't know, but like maximum male models, I do want to see what like Masse Mace whatever is like in solo because like they had him do that kind of commentary stuff for a little, and you thought he might wrestle, but they never really given him because he was Mace and now he's Masse. They never really given him like an actual single character, so I would be just interested because I mean Monsoor is cool and it's a funny tag team. I like the gimmick, but it's just kind of like. I do wonder what it would be like just to see him on his own, just because I've just never really seen it. That was you my wild joker that made me ask this question. It was my say. <laughs> that was my. That you, I was wondering if somebody would say. You you know what else I got actually? I'm 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 interested in what this would look like. I feel like eventually the Judgment Day is going to get tired of Dom Mysterio shit. Right. I'm I'm interested in seeing what he would be like by himself, whether he stays a heel or whether he turns face. Because, you know, he's he's incredible right now. Like, his character is great, but he's he's always got the backing of Rhea, Finn, and Damian Priest. So it's like, even if his matches aren't the best and he's gotten better, you know, like, Dom's probably going to end up winning because one of them is going to get involved. When he has to do it by himself, when he has yeah. to promo by himself, he has to wrestle by himself, he may not be able to rely on people. Like, I'm interested in what that that looks like. Not that I necessarily want him to be solo, but I'm interested in what that would look like. No, that's a really good point because it's almost like it's kind of like we, I was saying with Solo where it's like I'd be interested to see what a Dom storyline looks like that doesn't revolve around like Ray because all of his story, even the heat he gets now, it's basically because of the stuff he did to Ray. And like there's a stuff of Rhea that people like, but like I'm just interested to see yeah, that first non story that has nothing to do with the Ray stuff. It's just about Dom, like when he was talking about trying to face Gunther, like Dom trying to win a title for himself. It will be interesting to see what kind of character he takes on. You know, that is a really good one. I didn't really think about that. So who is solo that y'all think should be like, hey, bro, this shit ain't been working. You might want to just stick to the tag team scene. Quite a few people. Um, Elias, Corbin, 
Mustafa Ali, um, Elias Corbin, Mustafa Ali. I had somebody else. Uh, damn, I forgot. They slipped my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Sheamus. Sheamus need to go. Austin Theory as well. Both of them need to go tag it on up. They can tag together for all I care. But oh shit, Austin Theory. That was hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know about all that. Theory's carrying pretty well by himself. Yeah, I hear you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, as John Cena was said, I don't you, believe you. read that John Cena <laughs> yeah, article, yeah. huh? You read no, that. No, we don't believe you. You need more people. <laughs> I have, I have, like, I don't dislike Theory. I just think that it was kind of like when Theory was with Gargano, I think. And also, like, the stuff with John Cena, like, I think Theory's best work when he is, is plays as the foil to someone, like a straight man. And I think he does that good with some of his feuds. Like, that makes them interesting, where Sheamus can do that. But I think it would even make him more interesting. That was just baked into his character. Like, if he had an older, like, wrestler that he was always working with, I think that would help him a lot. Um, you know what? Then, That's yeah, a and good I, point. I, I just thought of this. Riddle. Riddle and Randy, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that type of thing. Exactly. But he You know what I just thought of? Theory, Corbin, and Ziggler together. That I'm would sure. be just, very interesting. Just, just some Very of the most dis- despicable niggas, yeah. <laughs> like just Very all the annoying out. niggas together, because they would annoy out. each other and trying to annoy other niggas. And like you would think, like almost damn near every week, two weeks or three weeks, you would think, oh, they might yeah. break up. But they're they're just so evil and on the side of evil that eventually they just click up again and like <laughs> get rid of. They like listen, fuck whatever we got going on, fuck this nigga. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be like, fun. I, and it would it would kind of be a situation where he has two two vets kind of mentoring him like exactly you know so I I I'd, I'd be interested in that because like bro I I ain't want to see Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville together but shit I'm I'm Funny. fucking with it <laughs> I'm Funny. fucking with it I don't want to see them apart for a while bro like yeah. I'm re- I really like this and shit speaking of women um honestly Shotzi needs to needs to just only work with partners and they've yeah. they've kind of moved her around to with tegan and she was working with raquel for a bit and um yeah. so Sh- tegan's another needs, one she's another not wrestle alone tegan dana brooke dana brooke needs to be part of a jobber tag team yeah um indy hartwell needs to be part of a tag team permanently <laughs> Um, what's it? What's 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 what what's what's my what's what's love on um uh NXT Gigi Dolan and JC Jane? Oh my god, G- tag Gigi's it back really up, bad. tag Gigi's it back like up, man. Really bad. Go find Mandy, tag it back up, dog. You try it, it's, it's not giving it's, it's a not damn thing. It's like it, it's so funny, but like it, it really shows you ass can only take you so far. It can, it can really within wrestling business, it can really only get you so far. I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say a name that. I think, you know, especially at this point in their career, whatever you thinking like, oh, okay, we kind of getting the last years out. So we want to do like the best thing. But I'm like, I'm sorry. This might be the best thing, bro. Bobby Lashley need to be in a fucking tag team, bro. I'm sorry. Let's yeah. talk about it. Let's I'm talk sorry. about it. He should have been. That's what the, I mean, that's the thing with the hurt business. He just should not be by himself. Like yes. he, it's like Omos, like Omos should not be by himself. Omos has a manager, but Omos should, if he's not with the manager, should always have a tag partner. Like Omos can find do- Omos by himself. I'm, I'm not going for it. I, I don't mind. It. Okay. I, okay. I've, I've enjoyed right, what Omas has done more than what Bobby's done. In the last, I agree with you there. Like six the months. last. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this whole year I've way more fucked with with Omas than I have. But I've grown on me a lot. 
you're also for Omos, a lot of what you're thinking about is how entertaining he is during his actual matches. But like week to week, that's mostly MVP carrying him character wise. Like well, he 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 also doesn't show up week to week. Like they're yeah, they're, they're Bobby booking does. him as, as an attraction. Yeah, Bobby, yeah. we get too much so of him. Get more of him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and he it's, has to talk with that bald head, and like it's not his fault. <laughs> he looks so goofy sometimes. Like Plus, you know, he cannot talk. The <laughs> other side of it is all. the other side of it is like with Omas, you don't know if we don't know. If this is his ceiling yet, I know I've seen Bobby's ceiling. I'm sorry. No, to, I know I've seen point, it. And, and I and like you saying this is an insult, but I'm saying it's a compliment. His ceiling is when you were with the Hurt Business. Like that was the peak of Bobby Lashley's ceiling. Like I've seen your ceiling and it's with you with, with the three other niggas. So go back. It's like nothing. Even when you were WWE champion, it was cool. But there was nothing cool than when y'all were in them suits. And y'all took off y'all suit jackets and went and beat up them people in Max. Like, that was the coolest thing Bobby Lashley has ever done in WWE. And so I think he's like, yeah, I've seen what you can be. Go do that. This is factual. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Chan, what, what is your free right question? For um, it's funny you mentioned Dom, because mine is about the Judgment Day. And I think what's interesting about the Judgment Day to me is that they are very, like, in the t- picture. Like, they're on TV every week, a lot of time, especially because now Rhea's champ. But it's like they're in around a lot of title like storylines, but they're not really title contenders for anything. And it's like, what do you guys think will be the first title men's title that the member slash member of the Judgment Day wins? Like, do you think it'll be Finn getting some solo? Do you think it'll be Finn and, you know, Dom, Finn and Dane, Dom and Dane? Like, say, who do you or it'll be like a New Day situation where they just get the tag titles and split? Like, what do you think will be? Because I feel like they have like, their personal feuds where it's like they're beefing with like edge or something, but they haven't actually, the guys really haven't had a sustained, like we're trying to get gold push. And I just wonder what you think that'll be like. I got it's, a weird, Oh, sorry, go ahead. It's a unique situation because <laughs> the three of them are all so good by themselves. Like as a faction, they're together, but it would almost feel like pairing up any two of them to be tag team champions would be misusing what they could be like exactly i could see a scenario where somehow dom is facing gunther and they help dom beat gunther and then dom is intercontinental champion and finn and priest are like his heavies and that that might seem like a demotion for what they could be but if if they want to go like all the titles route um because dame is being looked at as as a main event guy now too Mm -hmm. so it's like that nigga should be facing Gun- Gunther, but that nigga should also be facing whoever the um, World Heavyweight Champion is going to be. Like, mm-hmm. And then Finn, of course, Finn is always... Exactly. Like, Finn should be a World Championship contender, too. So it's just like, I think eventually it may get to a point where, like, Dame and Dom are tag team champions. And, and, and I think that they're over enough to where they can be main eventers as tag team guys. But um, it's hard to pick, like, who should be the one to get the right. solo title and whether or whether or not you're wasting them by putting the tag team titles on like two of them so yeah i i, I don't know like it's 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 a, it's it's definitely a conundrum because they're all good <laughs> like that you yeah. you could really make a case for all of them holding a singles title so it's for that exact reason that i think dom's going to be the first one to get the next title <laughs> it's for that exact because think be about it like if you think about you know like what do we do with finn what do we do with Dan? and like because you have to work is you're not just working with them individually you're dealing you're dealing with them and their dynamic in relation to the group but when you think about you know 
you know, someone going for something and getting something, especially as a heel or whatever, whether they get it or not or whatever. Um, it makes sense for Finn to not get the the world championship belt. He doesn't need it right now. There's no point for him having it. Um, Damien already did the U.S. title thing. He doesn't need to go against Gunther right now or whatever. Like going from Bad Bunny to Gunther um, is kind of like a – it's not like that's a huge jump and not like he doesn't deserve it or anything like that, but there should be steps along the way to that. Whereas if you look at Dom – Hit the whole thing with him is that we feel like this nigga don't deserve shit in the first place. So if he gets something that now you really like, it just gives you even more reason. And, you know, it kind of prolongs like the hate he already getting booed and he don't got shit on his waist. Imagine if this nigga winning like a random ass belt off some slimy shit. Like, are you crazy? Like it's really good. And then that's just going to make whatever the faces involved in that arena for that, that championship. Just people are automatically off the rip rooting for them because they hate Dom and you can get more mid car people over. So I think he's the first one to get it, to be honest. It would feel very like, like if Carly, like very this generation's Carlito. Like it would feel very like, oh, Dom got the IC title on Guter. Look at that, huh? It's like it would just be very like, huh? Like it was like that. Didn't see that one coming today. Like <laughs> it would be that for sure. Yeah, and I think you can do. I honestly think you can do more. Like saying when you said earlier, like him winning and then being the heavies, like. Because then you can get the same way what they got with the bloodline or whatever, right? Like, the whole thing with the Judgment Day is that they all, like, cool with each other and shit like that. But, you know, we've been going... Has it been... What has it been? Over a year at this point? A year and some change? I don't know how long it's been, yeah, but it's been Rhea's a while. Been in, Rhea's been in there oh, just hit a year. So the okay. group has been together probably, like, a year and four months or something like that. Gotcha. Since all WrestleMania. Right. Once you start hitting that, like, you know with a faction once you start hitting that three you know that two three year mark some it just can't be the same shit all the time or whatever um and it ain't gotta be the thing that everybody fucking like devolves in some weird thing or whatever but it would be really really cool to have this person who was obviously you know finn balor first ever universal champion you know always essentially is a name that you could literally throw into the championship scene at any point and no one's gonna really like question why he's there and then also damian priest also at any point in time could be the u.s you could i could i could go into a coma and wake up three months later and you could tell me damian priest is the u.s champion the ic champion anything like that i'm like okay you know, it doesn't not make sense to me. You know what I mean? But if I go into a coma and I wake up and Dom is the IC title, is, has the IC title, I'm going to go back and watch those three months. that led. I'm going to be like, wait, what? Like, you know what I mean? There's interest there. I need to know why this happened. You know what I mean? So and then on top of that, the, the other thing when you get the dynamics with the relationship is you have like that's that's the whole point. These other two people obviously should be there. And Dom kind of like really like it's like, why is he there kind of thing? So now they might even have like a thing where it's just like they might be looking at him like, you know, if it's not for us, you really wouldn't have. You know, what I mean, there's like things that you can the same way that the bloodline has their like little tensions here and there. But then they get back cool or whatever. You can play with that, even if it's them just like insulting each other for like a week. And then it like kind of goes back. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing that we haven't seen. We only seen it in little, like there's been tiny parts of it, but you haven't seen like the the judgment day kind of like within each other like kind of being a thing where it's just like you're that guy or whatever you know what i mean blah blah but not in a you know we're gonna employ away but just like a like oh that's interesting you know what i mean it's so funny you say that because it's like yeah you're like if you woke up from a coma and you found out damien priest was the ic champion you'd be like 
okay, so he faced Miz at which SmackDown? Like it wouldn't even like I I know exactly how that storyline was. Like what what SmackDown did he win the title? Like I, clearly we it's, it's like not even a question. But yeah, I don't Dominic, need to like, go back and watch anything. Yeah, you just have one. You're like, oh, so was it Baron Corbin he beat or Miz? Like I I have like that's my only question. Like was it at Elimination Chamber opening match or was it at Royal Rumble like mid card? I just just for reference, I want to know what time of year it was when I was asleep. That's the only thing. But Dom, you have serious questions. Dom, you're like, so was someone injured? Like what? How? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, How, nigga? that's the word right there. And that's like what people don't understand. It's like that's like people don't understand why they they're interested in things or whatever. Like it's a reason why reality TV like is what it is. There's a reason why certain things that you're interested in, you're interested in or whatever. It's because you're trying to ask that question. It's the the how you want to figure it out. But you're really like you want to as much as you want to figure it out, you're going to sit there and let them tell that story to you or whatever. So. So, yeah, like, I mean, I don't need to figure out how Finn or Damien has a championship on their waist. Uh, they're champions. They've been champions already. I know that Dom. I need to know how, because when he got the tag team titles, it's like, well, I know how it was Ray. That was the whole reason <laughs> right there. Yeah. If he gets anything else, it's like, nigga, how? <laughs> Um, my question, and I feel like we talked about this our first episode back because it was a Cody episode, but I've been really racking my brain about this Cody Rhodes situation because the story has to be finished. There's no way they don't go back to this Roman Reigns situation. Cody's on Raw. Roman is on SmackDown. Raw has its own title. Money in the Bank is coming up. We assume Cody's going to be in there will they let the person who has money in the bank try to cash in on either champion? And if so, would Cody try to face Roman at SummerSlam? Is SummerSlam not big enough for the moment? Are they going to prolong this to the next mania? Because then it's like, is it going to be like my, my rewrite where Cody holds the briefcase the whole year and then says, I'm going to face you at mania. Uh, does Cody win the world rumble again? Like, how do they make this Cody thing happen? I really feel like they want to prolong it to the next WrestleMania. I really feel like they want to give him this moment in Philly because I don't know if the now Night of Champions to SummerSlam is enough to handle this this uh, bloodline stuff and put Cody in that match. But it's like, you don't want to do this at in what? Like, what's I, I, I think the September pay-per-view is supposed to be in India. You don't want to do this there. I I think I, I don't. I, I think no. You're not going to have the American nightmare <laughs> with his first title in India. I don't think. Uh, no, Armand. I, I don't think Triple H is going to do that. Just going to take. But a then guess. it's like you don't want to do it at Extreme Rules if they do Extreme Rules in October. You don't want to do it at Survivor Series. I don't think. I don't know if they're doing a December pay per view, Royal Rumble. I don't think they want to do it then either. So like, it it really. It's starting to feel like WrestleMania is the only logical time, but it's just like, how are they going to get there? How is Cody either going to make his way over to SmackDown or have something that allows him to challenge the SmackDown champion? Yeah, you got to figure it out because I'm, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm wrecking my brain. So here's what I think. I think it's going to I like it's fucking like Daniel's Daniel said, man, perfectly balanced. If you looked at how this he said he has to finish the story. So let's say we're halfway through, right? Let's say WrestleMania happens. That's halfway through the story or whatever, right? What was the first half? It was Cody literally jumping from one company, coming back to the other, chasing this title or whatever. And I think the other half of the story, and you're starting to see it now with like bloodline stuff. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be championships lost or whatever. I think 
the first half of the story is Cody going to Roman. And I think the other half of the story is Roman kind of just ending up like right where Cody is. You know what I mean? It's going to be one of those things where through all the shit that like Roman and his whole crew and all those, all that, that story is, is going through or whatever. It's going to end up at Cody's front door and Cody's not really going to be looking for it, but he's always kind of like looking for it. So it's going to be one of those things where, you know, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's, you know, whether it's like somebody you're trying to date or a job you're trying to get or whatever, you know, think about that time when he's going really crazy for it. You didn't really get it then, but when you wasn't really looking or whatever, it was like, oh shit, I got it now. You know what I mean? I think that's how that shit is going to go or whatever. Um, especially like when you look at Roman right now and I, and that's my main driver is like Cody seems a, bro. Cody's calling out Brock Lesnar. This nigga is like, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's all right over there. Whereas like Roman is scared of his youngest on TV cousin. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So like, you know, he bumped into his cousin was cousin, like, bro. it was, yeah. He was like, oh, I'm sorry, little I listen. I raised all my little, like, not raised, but, you know, I babysat all my little fucking cousins. I ain't never going to be, oh, I don't give a fuck how big them niggas get. Ain't never going to be a moment in life where I bump shoulders with them and I'm like, oh, my bad, little cut. The fuck? No, nigga. Like, so when you see that, it's just like, okay, obviously, you know, there's instability there. And obviously the whole thing with the bloodline is, oh, there's instability. Is something going to happen? But I think that's how it's going to happen. It's going to be a thing where this thing devolves like slowly over time. It's not going to be a thing where like the blood down bloodline like breaks down one by one. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's just going to be like a uh, sequence of events that brings Roman to Cody's front door to where like, you know, he's, you know, maybe he says some slick shit or something, something, or he try like, you know, like, uh, often they do this in movies and shit, like where somebody tries to like make a play and because they're trying to make a play on one person, they ended up, you know, uh, ended up shark bait for somebody else. I think that's how we get there. Whatever. I don't know how, but I think that's how we get there. You guys are thinking too hard about this. You guys are, we'll put way too much thought on this. Armand, you said it. The, this is not the Eastern and Western conference of the NBA. They, these people jump shows all the time. And one thing I know about, Hunter Hearst Hemsley, one thing I know that gets him out of bed in the morning is an invasion angle. Hunter loves somebody showed up somewhere he's not supposed to be. Hunter, it 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 wakes him, it drives him, bro. Nothing makes him harder than the idea of someone sneaking into a show they're not supposed to be on and jumping someone. So that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna have Cody just start jumping in Roman every time he sees him. Being like, you are afraid of me. We have an unsanctioned match at WrestleMania. That way I know you can get your bullshit off. And they're going to have some no DQ last man standing 20-minute intro extravaganza at WrestleMania. But, yeah, they're just going to have kind of like how John Cena, when he tried to get the Undertaker to challenge him, he kept losing. Like, he kept not having a way to do it. They're going to put all these things in front of Cody, and he's going to keep almost getting there. All He'll be the number last person eliminated in the Royal Rumble before, you know, I don't fucking know, Drew or whoever wins that. He'll be the last person in the elimination chamber. He'll be right about to get the money in the big ladder match before LA Knight knocks. It'll be all of that. And then it'll just get to a point where he just starts losing his mind. He'll show up. He'll, he's going to show up with a sledgehammer and do fake Triple H shit. He'll have a tank. It'll be obnoxious and beautiful and tacky. But you know exactly what it's going to be. You know that you see it. You see him do it too many times. He did it with you know NXT. What? He did it with Seth Rollins. He loves it. It like you know excites I'm, him. I'm really interested in that desperation angle, which it seems like you're getting yes. to. Like 
when Cody pulls up to work wearing some like sweats and a I'm t-shirt, saying that a not yes. even wearing a suit, no suit, no tan suit. This <laughs> that's week. when you know, hey Roman, no your best. days are really numbered. Your day because hair Cody's starts held... looking a little disheveled, getting a little long. Bro, they doing that... vignettes where Brandy talking about he ain't been home in two weeks. Yeah, bro, bro like get nasty. That... Cause you you remember with Cena after he lost to the Rock, he was like he got divorced, all this. Like see, he was going through it. He had a terrible year, but he got his way back and he he won. So it's like, bro, when 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 Cody shows up in some sweats, like that's when you know, hey Roman, your days are lose. really numbered. He's this, like, I got this, nothing to lose. This nigga relentless. Yeah. <laughs> they'll somehow get Dustin to show up. They'll break him off some money. He go be the vignette being like. Cody, like, you got to do it for dad, you know, type shit. Like, it, it'll be ridiculous, but it's 100% going to be something. Like, like I think people are like, well, what if he's – it's like, it's not going to be that deep. When they want something to happen, they had Roman beat Brock Lesnar and have both belts. You know how silly that is, bro? But that's because that's what they wanted to happen. If they want Ro- Cody to face Roman, they're just going to make it happen. And no one's going to be at WrestleMania like, this just isn't technically how the brand split works, so I don't believe in this match. Like no one's gonna be saying that. Like, like no, who cares? Yeah. Like that, this that is the last, match more. That last Cody and Brock match, that was their first match, right? Like first ever. Match, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Co- I cannot wait for to hear Cody tell Roman, how many times did it take you to be exactly. Brock Lesnar? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You scared of me. You scared of Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar scared of me. Wait, wait till he wait till he drops that one on Roman's head. You you mm-hmm. you need to be scared of me. That's all I'm saying. He's gonna, he, he, he's gonna be up in the crowd. He's gonna finally have the suit back on, talking Roman shit down. Roman's gonna send Solo out of. He's gonna eat Solo. He's gonna eat both the Usos. He, like you just, you see what it is. Like it's just, it'll be some like Daniel Bryan, but like making Midwestern like good old boy story. And this, it's gonna be fire too. It you is, consider it it, it's, just, it's gonna be like the entrances alone. Yeah, you know, and I. You, and, and you're right. Like typically, with most things, I'm capable of just like being like, "Yo, it's their job to figure it out." I'm I'm just gonna let them book it. I'm not gonna worry about it. I think the thing is like we're seeing all these annoying ass takes about, "Oh, they made a yeah. mistake at WrestleMania." The, the 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 decision's not aging well. Blah blah blah. And it's like I, I miss when I wasn't on wrestling Twitter and I wasn't thinking about the booking so much. I was just watching the show and enjoying it. I would just right. let the shit happen. Like figure it out whenever I'm meant to figure it out. So I'm, I'm definitely trying to like chill on that. So um, this is a very relaxing conversation, but sorry, one last thing. And this is something looking back on it. You should have known if Cody's going to win the title, his interest could be way harder than the one at last WrestleMania. Just with the angel wings is not enough for his title, like documentary WrestleMania first title interest. It's, it's going to be way more extravagant than that. Like we should have known when he just had the wings. It was like, that's it. No, no I have a, he gonna have a holographic Dusty Literally. walking down the aisle like it's his fucking wedding. That's it's, gonna be, it's gonna be crazy, oh, bro. If the hologram pops up, you're like, "Hey, put some money on Cody right now." Sick is winning. That's that's hard. I'm not gonna front holographic Dusty. No, because you that's see the what budget. they doing like the DH and shit and all this different yeah. shit. I'm like, bro. I mean, it's the budget. It's not that far off. What no. you think them TBS wipeout checks going to? He said, Hunter, I have an idea for you, bro. I got a hologram guy. So I got a hologram guy in Philly. Talk to me. Because because they definitely did a holographic Paul Bear for, for The Undertaker. So, like, yeah. they they have that technology, my brother. <laughs> That's going to be fire. Fire. <laughs> wow. Let's, let's jump into our rewrite. So, with Night of Champions coming up, this is a very championship-themed episode. 
Now, Night of Champions is a celebration of, of course, the champions in WWE. And this has been various iterations. They had Vengeance Night of Champions, and they just had Night of Champions. Then they had Clash of Champions. Then they took the pay-per-view away for a couple of years. But now it's back. Night of Champions is here. And you know, the one thing with that pay-per-view, the gimmick is every single title is defended. Now, we're not going to book every single title in WWE history because that's a lot. It would take us a, lo- a while. So we each have three championships, and what we are going to be doing is booking a championship match based off of every single person who has held those titles, fantasy booking what we think will be the most fire match based off people who have held those titles. And I think the best place to start is with Mekar Mafia, Channing. Well, what you got for us for the United States, the Intercontinental, and the European Championship? Okay, so this is something most of you probably think you know, and you probably you're right, but you don't understand the sheer number of people who've held these titles. And so I did have to bound it, I, and also I think it made it more fun for me. So in my scenario, like in my portion of the show, this is all like real time. So this is all happening today. And the premise of this Night of Champions, think like multiverse and Marvel. So they're like we're gonna crown the undisputed. United States champion of all time, the undisputed European champion of all time, undisputed IC. So it's like a Hall of Fame type thing where it's basically voted on by their peers and they just like are awarding the belt and there'll be matches to go with these awardings. So we start with the promo between Dolph Ziggler and The Mist, of course, being like, of course, like one of us is the greatest IC champion of all time. Like, I mean, look at us like. It should be me. No, I mean, I'm Mr. Monday Night. I'm The Miz. I have a TV show. I'm Dolph Ziggler. Call me Central. Da, 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 da. You think you know me? <laughs> oh, my God. Edge comes out. Edge is like, first and foremost, y'all are both mini-me's. Y'all are both second-rate edges. Like, y'all just wanted to be me. I should be the undisputed IC title. Like, I'm the radar superstar. I'm the one who had the most watched Raw segment all time. Da, 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 da. Break the walls down. Oh, my God. Chris Jericho's back. He said, y'all are all my sons. All y'all are many Chris Jericho's. I'm the undisputed IC champion. It'll be me. And as the IC title should be defended, we're going to have a four-way ladder match. So later tonight, we will have Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz versus Edge versus Chris Jericho. Fatal four-way IC title ladder match for the undisputed IC title of all time. Our first match. The European Championship. So, as voted by his peers, Christian comes out. He's like, obviously, I should be the undisputed European champion. I'm the only European champion really still wrestling. Also, the European title is basically the AEW belt because all the former European champions that are still wrestling are all in AEW. It's like Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Mark Henry, Christian. It's a lot of people if you really look at the numbers. William Regal. Um... And so he's like, AEW's belt, we're going to take it home. Wall Oh, my God, RVD's here. He's like, hold on a minute, Christian. I'm here to represent the F, the Federation, ECW. So we have our first match, Christian versus Rob Van Dam, pretty undisputed European championship. So during the match, we are towards the end of the match. Both men are down. We have... Rob Van Dam attempted to hit a rolling thunder on Christian. He misses, hits the ref, knocks him out. You think you know me? Edges out again. Oh, he's coming out to help his brother Christian. What a beautiful moment. Oh, no. Kick to the midsection. Execution. Christian stunned. He gets up. Spear. Christian's down. Oh, my God. Frog splash. 
Oh, one, two, three. Oh, my God, RVD wins. Edge gets the camera. He said, I'm WWE for life. He said, I'm a for lifer. He said, it's not no AW belt on this side. So there we go. First match, Rob Van Dam, undisputed European champion of all time. Second match, like I said, we have our ladder match. So during the ladder match, Christian is battling out Chris Jericho. As most ladder, most ladder matches go, they have the two different pairings. So you have the two young guys, the two old guys. You have all four. You have the different combos, what have you. Some very cool spots. You get, you know, um, Dolph Ziggler hitting a zigzag off the ladder. You get some, you know, Lion Saw, what have you. So at, Christian comes out getting his lick back, trying to get Edge back, knocks over a ladder that has both Edge and Chris Jericho out. So they're both knocked out the match. Now we have Dolph and Ziggler. In the midst, in the center of the ring, brawling it out, hitting their finishers, going crazy. So, Miz low blows Dolph, sets up a ladder. Maurice comes out. He's like, hey, babe, come here. Help me hold the ladder. She grabs the ladder. Oh, she low blows the Miz. She screams, you need to be at home with the kids. You don't need to be no IC title. I need your help. Dolph Ziggler climbs top, gets the IC title. Oh, my God, Maurice has turned on the Miz, which now sets up SummerSlam. Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz in a steel cage match to kick Maurice out. If The Miz loses, he has to stay home and watch the kids while Maurice goes on tour with Dolph Ziggler. We're back, baby. The mid-card is back. This is amazing. This is... Wait. Wait. Just wait. That's not even my best one. Last match, U.S. title. Who's the greatest U.S. title of WWE history? Of course, John Cena, the man who made a spinner belt. We all agree to this. So there's not going to be a match. We're all just going to give John the belt, go home, have a nice moment. John Cena comes to the ring, says thank you, gives a nice little speech. <laughs> I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. We're running it back. You're right. We're running it back. Carlito, John Cena, two. Can lightning strike twice? Can the kid do it? This is buff Carlito. Remember, this is new Carlito. This is big Carlito. So we have a great 30-minute classic. Carlito hits some new moves he can't hit. But at the end, as the kid does, John Cena hits a couple FUs, a rolling FU, takes it out. One, two, three. John Cena is undisputed universal champion. Burn it down. What is that? Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins, the newly crowned world heavyweight champion, comes to the ring? He says, John Cena. You got that U.S. title. I got this World Heavyweight title. SummerSlam's coming up. Why don't we see if we can do it again? Now we have the reverse. The U.S. champion John Cena versus the World Heavyweight champion Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. Both belts. Can Seth Rollins do it again? Is he going to bring out the white? Can John Cena? Can John Cena get his lick back? Can he right the wrongs of past? And that's, that's the closing shot. The stare down. John Cena. Seth Rollins, SummerSlam, main event. Boom. There it is. It's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> it rhymes. <laughs> How beautiful is that? That was, that was great. Nuts, but but it was hard. <laughs> I love it. Like, can you imagine Carlito Johnson the two? The the classic, a classic, a technical masterpiece. I, I would yeah. love to see it, especially super, super buff Carlito. Super hey, buff man. Carlito, man. Bro, that alone the appearance from uh puerto rico i'm like uh i'm good for another, like can i just get six months of carlito real quick yeah, man give him a run run it Need i'm not it. mad at that run. Need it. <laughs> CC, yeah. you're up. 
Um, I'm about to make Chan- Channing sound sane. Uh, I'm so <laughs> <laughs> listen. If you've been tuning in for this episode about an hour ago, I said some stuff. If you remember that, it's coming back. So you know what I mean. I'm I'm over here. Um, I'm not even going to tell y'all which which championships I, I'm I'm working with. I'm just going to work right through it and let y'all y'all uh, experience this. Boom. We start the show. Or whatever, right? We didn't. We had had the pyro, blah blah blah. Night of Champions, or whatever, right? Um, uh, the commentary team, or whatever, is like, uh, they're talking and talking, and then you just hear them say, like, I, what, what, I, I don't know what's going on here. And then you know, the camera pans. Our truth is putting on a headset. He's sitting down. He has a twenty four seven championship title, and they're telling him, they're like, our truth, you. You do know that you're you're gonna be competing tonight, right? What you know? He's like, yeah, but I just wanna I just wanna take a look at what's happening before I compete tonight or whatever. They're like, you know, don't you want to get ready? He's like, ah, no, I'm, I'm ready. I did my stretches. You know, he you know how he talks or whatever. And the reason why he's sitting there is because he's about to watch a thirty man battle battle royal to determine who's gonna be facing him in a ladder match for the twenty four seven championship. That's right. I'm not gonna tell you everybody who's in this battle man royal, but just to let you know, here's ten names. Here's a third of the people who are gonna involve be involved in this or whatever. Channing told you what's happening with him is present day, nigga. Fuck that. This is like when everybody came back. At the end of the Avengers or whatever, this is like goddamn no fuck that. This is uh Spider Man into the Spider Verse. What's happening right now? So here's who we got in this thirty man battle royal. We got Brian Pillman. We got Leo Rush. We got the Patriot. We got Mister Kennedy. We got Blue Meanie. We got David Otunga. We got Buff Bagwell. We got Santino Morella. We got Vladimir Kozlov. We got Viscera, and that's just ten of the names or whatever, right? So here's here's how it goes. This thirty man battle royal goes crazy. But at the end of it, there's three people who all get knocked out all at literally all at the same time and have their legs hit the the feet at the same time. Uh, Their feet hit the, the floor at the same time. Those people are Hurricane Helms, Al Snow and Zach Gowan. <laughs> so what happens is our our true grabs the mic and he's like, no, I believe fair is fair. They all got eliminated. None of them are winners or whatever. So it looks like he's saying, like, look, I don't got to defend this belt. They all got eliminated. Nobody won. There's no reason. You know, that's what it looks like. But then he says, well, since y'all can't figure, you know, because our truth is kind of like his character is kind of an idiot. He says, but since y'all can't figure out, you know, a winner or whatever, y'all got eliminated at the same time. I just faced all three of y'all for the the ladder match. So what was going to be a one-on-one ladder match for the 24-7 championship is now a fatal four-way ladder match because our truth said, instead of you having, like, a triple threat real quick to see who'll be the one i'll face all three of you <laughs> he made the odds worse for himself in true r true fashion so <laughs> basically what happens is this match goes on half of the people from the battle royal come back to interrupt the match shit gets crazy there's so many people around the ring our truth just basically gets scared because he's like thinking it's like 24 7 rules when in actuality like you actually have to go grab the the championship from the up the ladder so he just he's so scared he grabs Zach Gowan he starts swinging around like a bow stick I'm sorry if that's ableist what I just said I apologize (laughs) then he just throws him into the crowd and there's so many people everywhere that the only way he can like really escape is by climbing up the ladder so he just accidentally like grabs the title bag our tooth our truth or chains that's how we start the fucking show next up women's tag titles it's a fatal four-way between Ronda and Shayna uh not, not and here's a new tag team Nia Jackson Dewdrop are on the same team and then we got Bailey and Sasha and then 
all three of them are already out in the rain. They don't know who the last person is going to be because we in this universe, uh, Liv still got her or whatever. Um, uh, for some reason, um, Chelsea and Sonya, they're not really involved or whatever. Alba, Fire, um, and Isla Dawn, they still have their NXT tag titles are kind of caught up in like kind of getting rid of that or whatever. There's no clear like fourth, so we don't know who's going to be the fourth one. So then all of a sudden you see lights go out stage kind of lights up a little bit of pyro goes off you see a, a five seven five eight shadowy figure or whatever long hair or whatever uh standing on a stage a mic stand you're like what's going on you can only see a silhouette and then you just hear and then all you hear is young moolah baby that's right it's lil wayne he starts performing lollipop so he can introduce fabulous moolah and may young that's right, young the team of young Mula. <laughs> we, are, we are here. <laughs> so, so, so here's how here's what happens. I'm not gonna go through everything in this match, but at some point, young Mula 3Ds Bailey through a table, Nia Jackson do drop each power bomb, young Mula and Fabulous and Fabulous, oh, Fabulous Mula. And May Young through, through tables. And then at some point, Rhonda Bailey and like uh Shayna and Sasha, they all have like a two-minute stress where they getting some offense on, off on each other, and that shit is fire as hell. Um, and then like Bailey's trying to like fuck with Naya or whatever, but she can't really hit her with punches. Sasha tries to attack her from behind or whatever, and Naya's like, You're not doing nothing either. So then Bailey tries to lowball Naya or whatever, and she gives her the old classic uh uh hacky comedy sketch where it's like, you can't low blow a woman, and then like at some point, like there's a big skirmish or whatever. And then Rhonda like basically sacrifices Shayna in that skirmish, like putting her in the way of like maybe getting hit by like Nia and uh and uh Dewdrop at the same time. And uh Sasha also also gets caught up in that or whatever. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, Bailey gets caught up in that also. So then Rhonda is able to put Sasha in armbar so they can win the titles. That's right. Sasha Banks just put somebody over for a championship, guys. <laughs> so Rhonda and Shayna are your new tag team title holders. And now we are at the WWE championship for the main event. So in this in this universe, what happens in real life kind of still happens. So a little bit or whatever, at least the, the premise to. Uh, so this is, you know, Seth Rollins uh had had you know at this point uh for whatever year part of the universe whatever we are seth rollins had the title but he had to vacate it whatever so he's out of the picture so roman reigns goes on raw this is non this is not tribal chief roman reigns this is pre-tribal chief roman reigns uh this is the one we're dealing with he goes on raw to say he should be champion he'll be anybody to win it or whatever um He's not a wild thing, but he is Dean Ambrose. And he comes out and he says, I'll challenge you for the championship because this is like basically kind of happened, whatever. Right. So then they're, you know, like jawing at it. And then Triple H comes out and he's like, you know what? The two of you are right or whatever. Right. Um, this is, you know, these are all these people from for the WWE championship. Sorry to clarify the all these people are around the 2015 era. They're just all happening the same night, though. So Triple H comes out and he says, you know, you two are right or whatever. Right. The title is open. Someone should take it. You know, you both have actually put in the work. And when you think about everything that's going on, I would love to see the two of you go at it and, you know, see who are the winner 
was if you guys battled for it. And then he says, unfortunately, whether Dean beats you, Roman, or whether you, Roman, would put down Dean, it doesn't matter because neither of you will be champion. Because even though the both of you are going to go at for the title, title, you won't be the only one because that title belongs to the game. That's right. It's going to be a triple threat match. Later that night at the contract signing for the triple threat uh, match for uh, the WWE Championship at Survivor Series, Triple H, Dean, and Roman are all like kind of talking to each other or whatever. Triple H basically instigates so that Roman and Dean kind of go at each other and he just like kind of takes a back seat because he's a slimy guy or whatever. So Triple H capitalizes on Roman spearing Dean and then he pedigrees Roman or whatever and then he pedigrees Dean and then he picks up the contract. They've both signed it at this point. Then he smiles, signs it, looks right into the camera. Right as he's smiling and looking at the camera and dropping the pin, all you hear is that's right. Cena is out here. And then Cena cuts a promo saying everybody in the ring deserves a, side of, a shot at the title, but there's only two people in this conversation who are poised to make history, and only one of them are going to do it, because at this point, you know, Cena and Triple H are kind of being like, oh, well, who's going to have more championships, me or you? So... Dean and Roman are, are back by this point, and the four of them are just all going crazy. And you're just like, oh my God, this is going to be, you know, this towards the end of the show. And you're just like, wow, this is what the, the fatal four way is going to be for Survivor Series, for the WWE Championship. And then you just hear, that's right. Brock Lesnar comes out. He F5s the fuck out of everybody. After he F5s Cena, he does that thing where he goes like, ah, and he just like celebrates or whatever. And like he does a loud yell or whatever. And he's like, you know, kind of pacing around the ring. You know, he turns around or whatever. RKO out of nowhere. That's right. It's Randall Orton. And then so Survivor Series is a special edition elimination chamber to determine the WWE champion. Because in 2015, go look up the elimination chamber. I want you to go look up that, that pay-per-view and tell me if you want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna do it right so for survivor series 2015 wwe wwe championship is being decided between brock lesnar roman reigns randy orton john cena triple h and dean ambrose they start the the elimination chamber is brock and dean brock uh f5s and three times dean is eliminated uh, uh eliminated immediately because why the fuck would he win it out of all these six people are you kidding me get this nigga out of there go be a wild thing nigga and then you know at some point everybody jones brock and he gets eliminated then randy eliminates roman because this is pre-tribal chief roman so nigga you getting the fuck out of here then um roman and triple h because they got their little thing from the past or whatever they kind of gang up on cena or whatever because they both hate this nigga more than they hate each other or whatever but then randy actually snakes triple h and a student overcomes the master kind of thing. And then Randy Orton wins the WWE championship. Boom. <laughs> Nuts, but fire. <laughs> you, were, you know you were what not that, lying. you know what that really reminds me of though? Like that was really fire, but it's like, that's how you, this how you know Triple H must really be hurt. Cause you know, if he could wrestle, he would be in this right way. This is what I'm saying. Like I was like, <laughs> this wait, how you know he's really hurt, bro. Cause he would have booked himself into this match in real life too, bro. Dude, I had to go. I was like, all right, I'm booking the WWE Championship, and the first thing I decided was like, all right, it's not going to be right now. So after that, I was like, well, if it's not right now, Triple H was wrestling, so he's going to be in it. will be in it. He would be. He would be in it. So yeah, I was like, that's that's what you think about. Was like, damn, he must be really hurt, bro. Now you really hate that for him. But yeah, he got to actually be doctors. He would 100% have booked it. With Big Goldback, he would have just given it to himself. Like He wouldn't even have like had a tournament. <laughs> he would just have been like, oh, Seth, you can face me at Night of Champions for it if you want. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, my rewrites. I'm going to start with the women's championship. So the WWE brings back the Evolution pay-per-view, which is the all-women's pay-per-view. Bianca Belair will be defending her championship against generations of black women's champions. So you got Bianca Belair versus Alicia Fox versus Jacqueline in a triple threat match. Jacqueline and Alicia Fox, you know, the whole time lead up to the match, it's like respectful, kind of like Brian and Mello, like, uh, I respect you. You've done a lot, Bianca. You're carrying the torch. Alicia and Jacqueline completely change their tunes uh, during the match, and they become hating-ass old heads. So Bianca's really fighting a one-on-two handicap match. Um, Alicia hits her finisher. Jacqueline hits her finisher. And then they get into a tussle trying to figure out who's going to pin Bianca and take the title. Bianca capitalizes on that, whips both of them with her braid, hits a double KOD on them, does her Roman Reigns impression, stacks them, pins them both. Bianca maintains her spot as the greatest black women's champion, but also one of the greatest women's champions ever by defeating the old heads. Cruiserweight championship. Uh, Similar to the women's championship match, a lot of different generations of champions. So you got, you know, your mat technician, like Drew Gulak. You you got your slimy kind of you know uh, devious talented heel in Neville. You 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 got another technician in Roderick Strong, and then you can't have a cruiserweight championship match without three of the greatest Latinos to ever hold the cruiserweight championship: Santos Escobar, Rey Mysterio, and Eddie Fucking Guerrero, baby. Six pack elimination challenge. Now you get to the match. All five people are out. Did they they let Rey Mysterio enter last because he's obviously the greatest cruiserweight champion ever? But Rey's music is playing, but Rey doesn't come out. And then obviously, you know, when that happens, the, the cameras pan to the locker room. Rey is knocked out on, on the floor. They're, they're 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 wondering who did it. And one of Drew Gulak's boots is 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 like next to Rey. Um, so they're like, Drew, did you do it? So. Um, as the match starts, uh, Eddie Guerrero and Santos Escobar turn their attention on Drew, beat him up. Uh, they immediately get him out. And then they turn their attention to uh, Roderick Strong, beat him up, get him out. So it's Eddie Guerrero, Santos Escobar, and um, who did I just eliminate? Neville or Roderick Strong? Roderick Strong. So, so it's Eddie Guerrero, Santos Escobar, and Neville left. So they're fighting, they're fighting. Ray wakes up, runs out. He, he, but but he doesn't want to get in the match. He, he he just wants to call out the people who actually beat him up, which was Eddie Guerrero and Santos Escobar. Eddie Guerrero and Santos made a made made a little pact to you know join together, get Ray out because Ray was probably gonna do some you know David versus Goliath shit and like overcome the odds and win. So Ray calls him out, and then uh you know obviously Santos is like shit, like I'm caught and like you know um uh so yeah from there. Santos, Santos, Eddie, and and uh, Neville are in the ring, um, and Santos is like trying to apologize to Ray, like, "Hey, man, you know, I'm sorry, like, you know, I gotta respect you, but I wanted the title." Uh, Santos's back is facing the ring, so what does Eddie do? Come up, low blow Santos, <laughs> and then roll him up and eliminate Santos. So it's Eddie Guerrero versus Neville, and then Eddie Guerrero pulls some shit as always. Um, the, 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 there, there's a ref bump. So he gra- grabs a chair, hits Neville, and then he drops down, tosses the chair on the ground, gets up, act, acts like he he's recovering from some crazy shit. Frog splash, Eddie Guerrero wins all, all, off some dirty shit, but Ray calls him out. 
for a match at, at the next pay-per-view. Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio feud over the Cruiserweight title. And finally, the World Heavyweight Championship. CM Punk has returned to the WWE. He defeats Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. C- c- comes out on Raw. He's talking his shit. He's like, hey, <laughs> I was I was the best in this company. I was the best in that company. I came back, beat the best in your company. I'm the best no, no, no matter what we went through, no, no matter what the locker room went through. I'm, I'm that guy. I'm the best in the world. I've always been the best in the world. No one can touch me on this mic, in this ring, in the commentary booth. No one can touch me. Like, uh, you, 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 you're going to need a powerhouse to stop me. Goldberg music hits. <laughs> Goldberg comes out. Go- Goldberg's been looking for his his retirement match. He's like, I've got one one run left in me, and kid, you've been talking a lot. I thought about facing you in in a in in that other company you were in. Things didn't work out for you. You're here. I'm here. Put that title on the line. Let's do it. Goldberg versus CM Punk for the World Heavyweight Championship. So it's a great match. You know, typical Goldberg, like eight 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 to ten minute classic. Because he's he not going to wrestle longer than that. Ref bump. CM Punk pulls out some brass knuckles. Punches Goldberg. Goldberg's leaking down his bald head. CM Punk hits the GTS. Defeats Goldberg. And at this point, he is a ty- tyrannical world heavyweight champion. Who's like, yo, none, none of you niggas can beat me. This is this is my company forever. And yeah, those are my uh, my, my title matches. I did not see that coming. That was good. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Yeah, man. You know, I, I, because it, it was, it would have been so easy to go like Triple H versus Batista for the World Heavyweight Championship, or like John Cena versus someone. And granted, you, you both of you did really great matches with those. But I was like, I feel like Goldberg would not like CM Punk. <laughs> so, oh no. So, so let's put them in a match. Yeah, um, and I think. Yeah, with go ahead. The only issue with that is that I do not see CM Punk selling anything Goldberg throws him. Like, I don't think CM Punk's about to eat a spear at all. Like, I just don't see that happening, bro. I just feel like you were to make Goldberg look good, you really got to sell it like Rock did or like Dolph did. Like Dolph did. No, but wow. here's the here's the thing, though. Goldberg really don't like CM Punk. This is like, you know, a retirement match or whatever. CM Punk gonna have to sell shit. Goldberg really gonna spear that nigga, bro. <laughs> like, they might start fighting. That, yeah, that's that's what's, it's gonna be they, a they shoot. Start, start shooting. They just start fighting. <laughs> Which is exactly what I would want to play into. Like, just with, especially with all the heat CM Punk would come in, come into the company with, with the AEW stuff and, um, and Goldberg's popularity, but but like Goldberg's very polarizing still. Like, people don't fuck with him. People want him gone. Uh, other people like him, so... You, you 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 make his retirement match and you think oh he's about to watch CM Punk and then he's gonna stay and then CM Punk cheats him out of out of the the match so um yeah thought that was a thought that was a stroke of genius for me but uh ladies and gentlemen these are our rewrites that is our episode for the week thank you all for tapping in as always you can get the the before we write trivia segment if you're subscribed to the Patreon if not then you could just listen on public but you should subscribe to that Patreon so you can get bonus content from the A show from the War Report, Retro Diaries, all that good stuff. So for myself, for CC, for Chan, the men with the pen, uh, we will see you all soon. Enjoy the episode, and um, yeah, we'll be back.